Ladies and gentlemen, the tiny DevOps guy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Tiny DevOps for this new second quarter of 2022. I'm really excited about today's episode because uh, I've recently come across what might be the most exciting uh, advancement, if you will, in DevOps and in Agile in, in probably years, maybe longer. And what's better is I have the author of this, this new amazing framework on the show today to help explain it and explain to you why you should start using this new framework. Brian Finster, welcome again. You're, you're the first second time guest on this podcast. So, so welcome back. I'm, I'm so excited I'm to have honored. you here. I'm deeply honored, John. Thank you. Great. And for those of you who are not watching the, the video, uh, Brian is wearing an amazing t-shirt uh, that uh, touts the, the benefits of GitFlow. So, yeah, yeah, GitFlow is the, uh, the ultimate branching strategy for when you need to deliver eventually. I love it. I love it. So Brian, tell us about this framework that you've invented. Uh, what's it called and, and what does it do for us? Well, you know, there's a lot of uh, scaling frameworks out there for trying to scale Agile or scale DevOps. But, you know, the, the one thing that all of them have in common is they're incredibly expensive. So I thought, what if we came up with just the, the, something that was more nimble than a lot of them, uh, but also, you know, cheaper. And so we, we came up with scaledagiledevops.com. Um, and uh, it, it, it lays out all the things that you need to do to, to really drive for real DevOps. That's really good. So it's scaled agile DevOps. Uh, is, is that the full name? Uh, yes. Do we have an abbreviation? Oh, there's there's uh, there's um, a shortened version for people who like me have trouble spelling is mm -hmm. sadmf.com. Sadmf. I think I can remember that one. Sadmf. Okay. So the idea here is that uh, scaling agile and scaling DevOps is complicated and expensive if you go through all the trainings and all the certifications. So now you don't have to. You can you can get I, I guess the same or more benefits through this framework uh, for less cost. Is that how that works? Yeah, I mean it's it's basically um, you know the the things you really need to know um, without all the fluff. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so of course the the cost is is less. Nice. So let's talk about some of the things that this framework provides. The thing that really differentiates you know there's there's many there's uh, you know like a really popular scaling framework out there that has release trains, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to make sure that all of the things deliver uh, at the same time on this release train. But the, 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 the weakness with a train is it's not very agile because it can't turn. And so what we have done is we've come up with the release convoy. That's the central theme of what we have is the release convoy. Because with a convoy, uh, yes, it's, it's large and cumbersome, but you can also turn. And yeah. so it's more agile. That's amazing. So just by changing the metaphor, yes. you're able to- You become more to... agile, exactly, yes. That's such a simple change, but so profound. Mm. So I imagine, I mean, good agile is always surrounded with, with ceremonies and, and rituals. What kind of rituals and ceremonies are, are, are involved in the convoy? Uh, well, so with the release, uh, release convoy, you know, there's, there's several. Um, and and I, I won't go through all of them because I think that uh, we don't want to just, we, they could just go to the website and read them. 
Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, some of the ones that uh, uh, I think are most important, you have the captain's mast, right? And, and to be mm-hmm. clear, this is a naval convoy. This is not convoy with trucks. This is okay. ships, right? And Good I think clarification. That's important. And, you know, and, and, and the, uh, the logo, I think, on the site reflects that as well. Yeah. Right. Um, but the, the captain's mast, right? And, and, and I'll just read it because it's short, you know, and this, this is a ceremony where anyone who wishes to change priorities is set in convoy alignment, files a, uh, a PCR to represent it to change for approval so that the, uh, um, the signals officer can adjust the completed versus com- uh, committed goals of the convoy to ensure it does not reflect poorly on the Commodore who's leading the convoy. So you, you have to file, you know, it's, it's really to make sure that we don't make the met- the, have the metrics make the, the, the leader look bad because mm-hmm. we've changed priorities. Okay, that's really uh, good. Yeah, and, and you know, and of course, you've got the scrum of scrum of scrums, mm-hmm. right? To make sure that we effectively communicate things. I mean, everybody knows that scrum is good, so more of it is better. Yeah, more scrum, right? And so basically at, at your scrum meeting, you elect a tribute mm-hmm. to go to the scrum of scrum meetings. And from that uh, group also elects a tribute to go to the scrum of scrum of scrum meetings to communicate everything, mm-hmm. right? That's to, good. To, to make sure the broader organization knows what's going on. You know, now, does that the explain, forever in your favor. Does that scale infinitely? I mean, if you have a big enough organization, could you have a scrum of scrum of scrum of scrum of scrums? Oh, I'm sure. Yes, it, yeah. it, it just it just nests. Uh huh. Because you know, really, right? so you just you could just go as far as you need to. Yeah, those meetings are super important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, but I think the most important thing, right, is there's there's lots of principles in DevOps. One of those is build quality in. Mm-hmm. Right. And so in scaled agile DevOps, we recognize that this, there's certain things that cause poor quality and. And that to build quality in, we need to relentlessly remove the things that cause poor quality. And so for that, we have the tribunal. And in the tribunal ceremony, what we do is after every convoy is deployed, we identify the person who created each defect and we offer them opportunities to explore other opportunities outside of our organization. So that way, by relentlessly removing the things that cause poor quality, we increase the quality overall. Sounds so pro so simple again so simple yet so profound. Yeah, well, it's and, amazing others haven't thought of this already. Yeah, well, and and you know, and and to psychological safety is also incredibly important. Of course, right? And because we're identifying who is creating each defect, we can automate the the HR effort of offering them new opportunities outside the organization. Mm-hmm. And that reduces the, any sort of conflict that a manager might have by asking them to leave and improves the psychological safety of the leadership. And, and that, of course, is important because psychological safety, as we all know, just sort of trickles down. Absolutely. Uh, and if the boss is happy, everybody else is happy, too. That's why we give the boss a, a new car every couple of years, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Good. So w- one of the things that really struck me when I was first looking into SAD-MF uh, well, well, first, some background. I mean, we know there's thousands of certifications out there for all sorts of things, and there's mm-hmm. some really popular ones among Agile uh, practitioners. Uh, but w- would you say that it's true that the SAD-MF certification badges, uh, at least the ones I've seen as displayed on LinkedIn, are immediately recognizable 
as representing a certification? Absolutely. They, yeah. uh, they, they exemplify the value of certifications. So, I mean, if anybody's concerned that, you know, maybe my boss won't recognize that this is a certification, I, I, would, I would bet my last dollar that when they see that badge, they'll know it's a certification. Yeah, that you're absolutely sad enough. Yeah, that's awesome. What, what if somebody listening is already certified in some other framework? Uh, should they consider getting this? I mean, they've already paid that cost. So should they consider getting the certification too? Well, I mean, I, they've paid that cost, but our framework, just like most of those other frameworks, is versioned. Oh. Uh, so the certifications expire when the versions change and you need to get recertified in the next version. But again, because our framework boils it down to just the stuff that's very, very important and the, this, we, can, we can keep the cost low, which means it's less expensive as we continue to version and collect those certification fees. Mm -hmm. that's, that's great. So, I, I so the, you know, if they have a certification now, they would still have to go and recertify in their, their, their current mm -hmm. framework. It's mm -hmm. just that we're less expensive option. Great. What are the users of SADMF saying? What kind of positive feedback have you gotten? I'm sure it's only been positive. Oh, executives love SADMF. I mean, one of the key things about uh, SADMF is it enables enterprise transformation without risking culture change. Uh-huh. Right? And so that, that makes it easy to adapt uh, to adopt uh, by executives, and they love it. Uh, we get rave, yeah. rave reviews about how easy it is to take their current system and then apply SADMF to the current system and, uh, you know, business as usual. So you basically change a few names, uh, give some people new titles. I, I love that Commodore title, by the way. That's just, uh, I, I would love to become a Commodore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Commodore title, uh, you know, the, 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 there's there's several titles that align to a hierarchy that makes people very comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's right? great. So we talked about the positive feedback. What are stupid idiots saying when they don't like this? I mean, what kind of stupid crap do you hear from idiots? Oh, no, because the tribunal uh, helps resolve that problem, right? There's, 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 there's no stupid idiots left because the tribunal offers uh -huh. them external opportunities. That is so clever. I don't know why I hadn't thought of that myself. Right? I mean, it's just continuously improving the organization. Mm -hmm. one, of the, one of my favorite features of SADMF is that it really makes simple. It provides some clear simple to measure metrics, which I have no doubt would make any manager's life seem easier immediately. How did you come up with these metrics? Oh, from experience, you know, we, for example, lines of code per coder, you know, individual developer productivity is incredibly important for organizational outcomes. And so by measuring uh, how many lines of code each uh, coder delivers, you know, we, we have that, that, those key leading indicators for organizational outcomes. Mm -hmm. uh, along with defects created by coder, which is incredibly important input for the tribunal. Right. Um, you know, and, and of course the SADMF maturity score for how well you're executing the scaled agile DevOps maturity framework. That's, that is a core metric that must be tracked. Right. I, I just have a couple more questions. I mean, I, I think I could talk for hours about this because it's such an engaging topic, okay. um, but we need to keep it short for a podcast. So I just have a couple more quick questions. Um, I really like that SADMF mandates equality authority or what you call it, I think a Q18, mm. which I thought it was just brilliant the way that that, that alleviates the need for coders to, to really have to think about user requirements. They can just focus on their code. I agree. I mean, it increases pro developer productivity if they don't have to worry about, is this really what's needed or is it working correctly, mm -hmm. right? 
as long as all, we, all developers have to do is just type code, their productivity just skyrockets. Yeah, exactly. So you, you did mention that SatMF is versioned, and I think right now you're at version 2.5. Do you have any big uh, changes coming up for the next version? Uh, well, uh, I, I, you know, if I, if I told you, uh, it wouldn't be a surprise. That's true. But uh, you know, we continue to uh, refine our framework as we go along, and of course, we're a major release. I'm sure will be coming soon. It's, mm -hmm. you know, look for 3.0. Okay. And so, in, all, in all of our sort of, you know, all of our SAD certified 2.5 uh, practitioners and fellows out there, you know, make sure keep track. 3.0 comes out. Open your pocketbooks. Now, but that's not to deter anybody who might want to get 2.5 certified. You're, you'll you'll take their money twice, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. you've got to start. Yeah. I mean, the Which, best time to spend money was 20 years ago, but the second best time is today. Right. Right. And, and that really brings me to, to what might be the, the most important question here. And that is, Brian, what personal value have you gotten from this framework? Well, we have an international community uh, of certified practitioners and fellows, and that has allowed me to buy at least two bottles of bourbon. Cheers to that. Frameworks are stupid, right? I mean, frameworks solve someone else's problems. And, you know, the reality is, is that a lot of uh, everything, honestly, everything in here is um, a not very far distantly removed um, uh, thing that actually happens yes. in some organization. And this has come from things that I've experienced. This has come from things that friends of mine have experienced. Um, and if you just read uh, and think about some of these things. You can recognize some of these behaviors in organizations, every single one of these. None of, none of these is based off of, oh, yeah, yeah, that would be terrible if somebody did that. It's like, no, it's terrible someone's doing this. Right. And, um, you know, in, in any framework, yes, this framework here is complete satire. But any framework is designed to solve somebody else's problem. In some cases, it's designed to solve the problem of I don't have a Tesla yet, so I need to sell a framework, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, but frameworks don't solve your problems. What solves the problems are we, our organization is uh, focused on delivering some value to somebody. How do we uh, improve our ability to do that? How do we remove the constraints from the flow of value delivery? How do we organize better so that we can do that um, without, uh, you know, incurring extra cost and bureaucracy process, um, having kingdoms inside your organization and, uh, and, and um, you know, treating each other as adversaries? These add cost and reduce your value delivery. They don't help you and they don't help the end user. And so how do we reorganize things and reorganize, remove processes that don't add value, add automation for things that are taking people with brains and having them do to just toilsome activities that make no sense, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's completely contextually organization. You don't need 
um, you know, an agile certification to get this done, you need to understand what agile actually is. It's trying to overcome the problem that the requirements are wrong or we misunderstood them or they're going to change before we can deliver. And that's just the reality of every product. It's not even software. It's just everything. If we're developing new products, those three things are true. Go watch the Homer Simpson, uh, the Simpsons episode where Homer designs the Homer car, bankrupts his brother because the requirements are wrong or misunderstood or changed before he delivered. Right. I mean, this is just the reality of it. Mm -hmm. And all you need to do is say, how do we find out as rapidly as possible how wrong we are about this thing that we're trying to, to deliver? Yeah. And, and solve that problem. How do we get that feedback as rapidly as possible? That's the only framework you need. How do we get feedback as rapidly as possible? I, I think that framework is called the scientific method. If I'm not you know, it may be. <laughs> and, and in software delivery, the implementation of that is actual continuous delivery. You know, if you mm -hmm. want a real website, there's another website that I contribute to that's minimumcd.org. And it talks about these are the, the behaviors that are the minimum viable continuous delivery. And if you've solved the problem of why can't we do these behaviors, it will improve your organization. Yes, and, and of course that was the topic of our previous conversation a few months ago. We'll have a link to that uh, in the show notes, of course, if anybody missed that. Um, so yeah, if, if, you, if your boss is like addicted to frameworks, give them that one and tell them that minimum CD is a framework and uh, it really isn't, but uh, maybe you could, maybe it, if he's squint enough, it looks like one. <laughs> or you can just tell them you're sad certified, <laughs> right? Look, I have a certification right. with scaled agile DevOps maturity frameworks. So I know what I'm doing. Exactly. Nice. Do you have any advice, Brian, and, for anybody who is in an organization that is using a framework that's not working? What can they do? subvert it in small ways, right? You know, and, um, identify things that don't make sense and ask questions, mm -hmm. uh, suggest improvements, you know, Hey, we're in PI planning and we're assigning stories to everybody for the next quarter. Well, what if, what if we, uh, focused on trying to get a, th you know, a thing done as a team and then the team focused on delivering something as a team, uh, so that in case this person here that the story is assigned to in, in, you know, week five of the quarter is not available, it, it still gets done. We're still able to deliver things, you know, just small improvements over time. Uh, find, find more allies who want to help make things better. Don't, don't try to tear down the framework, just tear it down a little at a time. Mm -hmm. Really good advice. And ironically, that's the same thing I suggest people do if you're not using a framework, fix one thing at a time. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. If you just go, hey, we're going to make one thing better every single day, suddenly things are just better. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's complicated, but it's not, it, it's, it's complex, but it's not complicated, right? You know, there, there's, there's so many moving parts in building software and, and the complicated ones are the people you're working with. But getting better is not, you don't need a fancy, complicated well, system. And, you just need the, to improve one thing at a time. And, and the real, the, the truth of this is that you, you don't need a transformation office. That's, uh, that's telling me that you think that this is a project where there's a beginning and an end, mm -hmm. right? Um, and this takes time. You can't just say, you know, uh, uh, we've, we've, we've got this scaling framework for Agile and we bought Jenkins and, and next year we're going to be DevOps because we yep. have a DevOps team. All of those things are wrong. 
exactly. This it takes uh, organizational improvement takes time. It, it's adjusting the culture. It's adjusting how we work. It's learning as we go because it's only contextual to our organization. You can't buy it. There are no silver bullets, except scaled agile DevOps maturity framework, which was absolutely a silver bullet. It'll solve all your problems. Just send me money. Right. Uh, there's there's enterprise licensing as well. Um, it's work, but it's worthwhile because not only does it help us deliver things better, you know, help our bottom line, but it also helps everybody in the organization. It becomes a more humane place to work. People want to work there. You attract top talent. Mm -hmm. uh, you you retain good people because it's just a better way of working for everybody. I agree. I don't think I can argue with you on that one. One last question, Brian. Yeah. I saw a comment on LinkedIn uh, responding to somebody, probably you, posting about your, your framework. And they pointed out the sad irony that sad MF has different connotations in American English than in other dialects. Was that intentional? Uh, so can I tell you a little bit of a story about how this came to be? Absolutely. So I'm a, a member of the Dojo Consortium, the Enterprise Dojo Consortium, which is a, a group of people uh, who um, work on uh, dojos in their companies. So it's a training for how to deliver better for teams. Mm -hmm. um, and we had a conference in 2019 um, with, with Kent Beck was there. It was amazing, right? And it was very small. It was like 60 of us there. And at the end of it, we're like, great, we have a conference and we're talking to each other. How do we help the rest of the industry? Mm -hmm. And we had a, a, a board post-its everywhere of the ideas of how to help the industry. And you know, a website came from that and other outreach items came from that. And I said, uh, but while we we're standing there, I was like, you know what we really need is a scaling framework. And of course, people started throwing things at me. Uh -huh. uh, but then at dinner, Ross Clanton, who's currently VP at American Airlines, um, and, and Ross started the Target Dojo at, uh, you know, at Target, right? And so he's, he's deep into this. And it, I was sitting there next to Ross at dinner, drinking beer, and Ross said, scaled agile DevOps maturity framework, so you too can be a sad MF. <laughs> And I went, Ross, that's brilliant. And, I, and as soon as I got home, I registered the URL. Now, uh -huh. I, I, and that was 2019, and I've been very busy. But this past year, I started working on this content. And so all wow. credit to Ross Clanton for that idea. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah. Thanks, Ross. All right, Brian, anything you'd like to add before we sign off today? Um, just, just to repeat. Look, the, the, the rules are, how do we make things better? That's, that's the rules. Um, the, the reality is, is that we're probably wrong. And the sooner we find out that we're wrong, the, the, the faster we're not wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, just, you know, focus on helping people instead of trying to impose rules on people that don't work. Great. Well, thanks again, Brian. The website is scaledagiledevops.com. You can also visit uh, minimumcd.org. And, and how can people get in touch with you if they're interested? Uh, they can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm, I'm active out there ranting or, uh, you know, putting my ideas out there. Uh, I also have a blog on Medium. Um, it's the five-minute DevOps. 
uh, it's the URL's kind of clunky because it's my old user ID at Walmart, but it's bdfinst.medium.com. Uh, All right. We'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks again, Brian. I hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, John. Cheers. Bye.